This is News Talk 980 CKNW. To you, I'm looking at the Pause for Hope website, which is pauseforhope.org. Pause, of course, P-A-W-S. Just a couple of excerpts. Tens of thousands of cats, dogs, small animals, and reptiles roam the streets or reside in shelters, sanctuaries, and rescue organizations. There are no criteria required for groups to be involved in animal welfare and rescue. There is little corporate or provincial support. Animal protection-related legislation is outdated and unenforced, and it goes on and on. And here to expand on all of that is uh, Kathy Powelson, the executive director of Paws for Hope Animal Foundation. Good morning. Good morning. Kathy, it's good to have you with us. And I could go on and on, but I'm just quoting a chapter and verse from the Paws for Hope website. Uh, It's uh, it's all about uh, your concern with us this morning uh, relates to organizations or individuals who purport to be rescue organizations or societies or whatever they call themselves, uh, who are, according to your website, uh, uh, basically unregulated uh, and uh, sort of it's a kind of a Wild West show out there. Or am I being a little too dramatic? Well, you took the words right out of my mouth, actually. I often refer to it as the Wild West. So, um, you know, and, and, and the caveat is that there are a lot of organizations doing amazing work. Of course. Um, the, the the problem with animal welfare in general uh, is there is no regulation, um, there is no criteria, there really is no systems in place for us to be accountable for the work that we do, uh, and that is very problematic. Um, and so we we are um, working with a bunch of uh, partner organizations to 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 create an animal welfare advisory network. The purpose of the network is is broader than just creating standards. The purpose is to come together as a community, really to identify issues and and to um, improve them, to to work on them together to improve them. The first task that we will be doing as a network uh, will be to create a set of standards um, by which we we feel as a collective our best practices for animal rescue. Right. We had a conversation on the on the airwaves of this radio station a few weeks weekends ago with uh, North Vancouver Seymour MLA Jane Thornthwaite, Kathy, uh, whose uh, a bill back a few years ago has been uh, well it's been revived and and embellished a little bit. The government is now coming forward with some new legislative measures to one would hope uh, and certainly Jane hopes and is quite convinced will assist the authorities in the protection of animals, particularly with regard to uh, uh, increasing the number of inspectors and the authority of that of that group of people. Yeah, and my understanding with that legislation, which is which is long overdue and and and, and applauded, is um, that it is really meant to uh, monitor breeding breeders and breeding facilities. Um, so I, I don't know if if it will include rescue organizations. My understanding is that it won't, um, but it is it is a very important piece 
of the the puzzle in terms of creating more accountability right. um, for those that are uh, involved with animals and greater protections for animals, without a doubt. Right. And Jane did, by the way, acknowledge the fact that the, the, the legislation or certainly the, the thrust of the legislation would be aimed at breeders. But one could only hope for a spillover effect, Kathy, uh, particularly with respect to this new inspector group that's being brought on board. If they're being brought on board to take a look at breeders and their operations, why is in, in the same with the same mandate, couldn't they also extend that to include uh, rescue organizations? Absolutely, and and that's a great conversation to have. That we hope to have. Um, we hope that the, the the creation of these voluntary standards is the beginning of a larger conversation with with government around creating regulations and a body um, that that would do that um, for for animal rescues. You know the the challenge is um, is there there has been a massive increase in in those organizations and individuals because sometimes it's just an individual um, that that are rescuing animals mm-hmm. and there you know there is some like I mentioned some really amazing work being done there is some some not so great work being done and then there's some terrible work being done and and everything in between so um but when there is when something goes wrong there you know outside of animal cruelty laws which often don't cover the issues that that we're seeing um there is absolutely nothing that that we can do as a community to hold um our colleagues accountable or that you know if you're interested in uh starting a rescue organization there really is there really is no template for you to to go by, which is what we're we're hoping that uh, creating standards will help to assist in. And I and I should say, you know, we're not trendsetters. Um, there are org- there are groups um, across the country that are doing this. Right. Uh, so you know, it is it is something that 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 is being recognized as a need across the country. So where's the resistance coming from? In other words, I suppose the flip of that question, Kathy, would be how doable is this overarching uh, uh, organization that you're trying to, to, to put together that would uh, organize standards, enforceable standards province-wide? Yeah, well, the, pro, the, pro, the challenge is, and, and the key word there is enforceable, you know, at this point, we're, we're not um, going to be a regulating body, Um we ourselves need to be regulated, uh, so it, it's not really enforceable. The only way that it's enforceable is as the network creates the set of standards. If you want to be a part of the network, you need to uh, demonstrate that you meet those standards. They're all voluntary, though. Right. So, um, you know, the, the, our hope is that there, there, the groups will see a benefit in being aligned with other organizations that meet a certain set of standards. So when the average person is looking to adopt an animal, they can go to the Animal Welfare Advisory Network website, which will be which which we're creating, and there'll be a list of all of all of those who meet those standards. Um, so that that you know, we hope that that will be a benefit, and our hope too is that you know this is this is came out of. Um, Need from like a need from the community. Right. So we over the years we've had our colleagues say we need we need standards. Like we need something that setting that is 
saying this is the work that we do and this is the proper way to do it. And these are the groups that do it. So this is, I don't know how much of a resistance there'll be. I guess that we'll see once we start to do the work. We are, you know, we're just in the infancy stages now. So um, that remains to be seen. Kathy, animals don't vote. How uh, how can you convince politicians anyway to pay attention to what you see as an urgent need uh, and to get them on side and get something done? Yeah, it has to come from the people. It has to come from the community members that are pressuring their local um, leaders that that you know the the welfare of animals is 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 something that's important for them and 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 does become a political issue we 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 don't see that as a political issue whether at any stages of government at this point so we really need to um you know and hopefully maybe that's something the network can do as well is is really start to try to mobilize community members because people love their pets sure you betcha without without a doubt so um, you know, there, there is, a, there is I, I, I know, a will. Um, it's just a matter of mobilizing that will and putting the pressure on, on our local leaders to, to make significant changes and to put the resources in. Legislation is only as good as it can be enforced. It can only be enforced when there's people on the ground um, dedicated to doing that. So it's not just about creating regulations. It's about creating the support, which we're hopefully seeing with this new breeding regulations, that there's going to be actually additional bodies on the ground. That's what it sounds like anyway. Yeah, 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 which is which is which is really fantastic. Right. Kathy, I have to leave it there. I'm fresh out of time, but I do thank you for yours this Sunday morning and and good luck with this and keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Uh, Kathy Powelson is the executive director of Pause for Hope Animal Foundation. They're working on the new network website, but you can find out what they're up to this morning by going to pause, P-A-W-S, for hope.org. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.